Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option for Everything me. I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today, enrollment is officially open for the Queens of Confidence group coaching program. I have been talking about this program for months. It has taken me time really to figure it all out, make it perfect, invest into someone to create the website and create the course for me and I am just so proud of it and I'm so excited for you all to finally have access to it to finally see it come to fruition I have worked so hard on this course and invested so much time money effort and energy into it that it is finally up to my standards and ready for you all to join. I was starting to feel like the boy who cried wolf, but for real, like I knew it was about to be done. And I was just, I didn't want it to be anything less than amazing because this type of work is an investment. And everyone who inquires about working with me or quite frankly, 
any coach, any personal development coach, any spiritual coach, you know that it's not, you know, this isn't something small. This isn't something just like, oh yeah, sure, I could do it. Like this is something that really takes a lot. And I just wanted to make sure that it was well worth everyone's time, everyone's money. I wanted to make sure that this course was definitely worth the investment. So I can officially introduce the Queens of Confidence group coaching program. The goal of this program is to strengthen your mindset and energy, improve your self-awareness, and live life exactly how you dream of. So what you can expect when you join is that in only six weeks, you're going to transform your mind and rewire your brain from settling to believing you can have it all. I'm going to personally guide you to internal and external success, trust in yourself and embody confidence through it all. By the end of our time together, you will be raising the bar and embracing your highest self. I can promise you that this program is going to give you the tools to boost your self-esteem, raise your standards, establish boundaries, and embody feminine energy. And that's what all the girls want to know about. They want to know about how to embrace their feminine energy more. How do I balance my masculine and feminine? Well, If that's what you want, if you want to step more into your feminine energy, then this program is for you because we are going to get into a ton of that. This program is also for you if you are done settling for the bare minimum in relationships, if you want to finally stop people pleasing and needing external validation, if you want to improve your communication skills and start asking for exactly what you want out of life, and if you are ready to invest in yourself spiritually, financially, and mentally. This program is not for you if you don't or won't hold yourself accountable if you don't want to raise your standards, if you're not open to feedback that will help you grow, if you want to remain exactly as you are today, if you are not ready to invest in yourself, and if you don't want to set boundaries to elevate your life. So the Queens of Confidence program is a six-week course that includes six pre-recorded modules covering topics like connecting with your authentic self, setting boundaries, raising your standards, self-esteem, and self-awareness, embracing your feminine energy and balancing your masculine energy, overcoming the need for external validation, and so much more. And then each week, we will have live Zoom calls on Sundays following each module, guided and hosted by me, to dive deeper into the lessons and interact all together. And then we will also have a group chat on Telegram for all of the members of the program to connect and engage every day. And yes, This investment is significantly less than it is to work with me one-on-one, which is kind of how this whole group coaching idea even came to be because there have been so many of you inquiring about working with me, but we're just not totally financially ready to make that investment. And so I said, how can I work with all of these people at a much more affordable rate but still knowing my value and still giving them a high quality program because I don't want to, 
you know, half-ass anything. I have a lot of integrity when it comes to my work, my time, my value. And I know that you girls do as well. And I know that you understand and respect and appreciate that. And so I knew there had to be a way to make a win-win situation for everyone, to make all of us happy so that everyone can get what they want. And so Queens of Confidence was born. And the time is now. I want you all to know that there's never the right time for anything. There's always going to be something. If you want to have nothing going on, then you have to do nothing. You can't work. You can't date. You can't have friends. You can't have a life. You can't go out. If you are living and breathing and enjoying your life, there's never going to be the perfect time to do anything, to start anything. But there is the divine time. And no matter what's going on in life, Things find you exactly when they're supposed to. So you're not listening to this by coincidence. You're not here on accident or by luck. You are meant to be here and you are meant to be here right now. You're not disinvested into my podcast and you haven't made it this far just to tell yourself, eh, I don't want to go all the way. I don't want to level myself up all the way. Now is just not my time. I'm fine being here. I don't need to grow any further. Trust in the divine timing of your life and just go for it. You can join the program by going to victoriaalario.com. It's just my name. Of course, it'll be linked in the show notes and linked in my bios on social media. And all your questions will be answered. Everything is right there on the website. So I know this was a long intro, but if you have been listening to For the Girls, especially if you've listened to every single episode, then you know how long I've been talking about this. And certainly no one is going to shut me up now. So I'm really proud. I'm really excited. Sorry that was really long-winded, but I just had to give you all of the information and you could read so much more on victoriaalario.com. So I really cannot wait to work with you girls and I hope to see you in the course. But now let's give the girls what they want and get into today's episode because we have an amazing interview with a fiery fearless, confident guest. I did put a little teaser up on my story the other day to see if anyone would figure out or know who it was and a bunch of you did get it right. So I have on today's episode Sav from Perfect Match, Netflix's newest dating show. She was also on a couple of game shows like The Floor is Lava and The Circle. But when I watched Perfect Match a couple weeks ago and I saw Sav handle conflict with confidence and grace and composure, I was like, nah, follow, DM, get this girl on For the Girls ASAP. She was just giving off such an energy that I know so many girls can learn from. And I didn't want her to necessarily get on here and just spill the tea, which... She does, and we do get into it because the tea is piping hot. So I did have to ask some questions, but she doesn't give off an energy of like gossip. And I didn't want her to get on here and gossip. I wanted her to get on here and give you girls some pointers on honestly how to stay unbothered and how to control your emotions and how to just stay in your lane, know your worth, and not stoop down to anyone else's level. So without further ado, let's jump right into this interview because Savannah really does not need much more of an intro. 
Welcome, Savannah. I am so excited to have you on For the Girls. Introduce yourself. Tell us all about you. Hi, my name is Savannah Palacio, but I go by Sav online. I was recently in a Netflix show called Perfect Match and was previously on shows like The Circle and The Floor is Lava, which was so much fun. But in my everyday life, I am a content creator. Yeah, that's actually how. So, you know, what's funny when you so I never I, I don't know the, the lava thing that you said, but with, with the circle, I'm like not a circle watcher. And then for some reason, I like put it on and you were on it. And your face looked really familiar, but you know, when you can't place somebody yeah. and I was like, why do I feel like I know who this person is? And then when I looked <laughs> you up, I was like, I actually feel like I've seen you maybe on like Revolve or something. Like your face was oh. definitely a familiar face. So I knew that like I had seen you on like something, yeah. um, but you know what? I'm like the worst person to be like supported by because every time that I like someone on the show, they're like the first ones to go. I'm like, why? <laughs> literally why you like, have the drake effect yeah no literally like i <laughs> like i really like you and then you go and then i liked you again in this one and i'm like damn she's gone again like what the hell i know but you know what that's what makes for good tv right no one wants to watch i mean maybe people want to watch people be all kumbaya but most reality tv shows that are iconic that you know are were really really good bad girls club jersey shore they had very polarizing characters and people that you could love but also judge <laughs> so yeah, that's what I'm makes like, reality damn, every time they like somebody they're like they're gone i'm like what the <laughs> hell um so before we get into all the netflix stuff the circle and perfect match and all that i want to know a bit more about how you got into that the influencer side and the content creation because like i said when i did see you I, you definitely were a familiar face to me i just couldn't really place you but i think that it was that your you know you've always created a really nice content i did go down your page recently and you really put out like really beautiful work. Um, but, and I know that that type of work and that line of work in general takes confidence to go for it. You can't just become a content creator. And I know that a lot of the girls who listen to this are entrepreneurial or creative and they like get into making YouTubes and TikToks or side businesses and things like that, but they don't really like take off. So like, how did you get into that space of becoming like your career? Oh, gosh. I mean, there's a lot of little moments that I think really helped me get to where I'm at. It wasn't an overnight thing. There were so many trials, many errors, probably more than there were wins, you know, but really what helped me get here were like my friends, the people that I surrounded myself with. So I have friends that do what I do, creative, social media um, all that good stuff. But I have all my friends from like high school and college that were actually the reason why I got into influencing. One of my friends, <laughs> still friends with her today, but I will never forget. She one day was like, why don't you take your Instagram seriously? And I was like, I thought I did. <laughs> and it was it's like, just, wait, wasn't I doing that this whole time? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and, um, but I saw what she meant. She you know, obviously was not meaning in like a mean or hurtful way. She just really saw potential in me when I didn't see it in myself. And I've always been like a very confident person. I competed in pageants for over 15 years in my life. I started when I was seven and ended um, 
you know, not recently, but in my twenties. And so it was, um, I think that, and those interview skills that I learned competing in pageants and the tenacity that I learned competing in pageants that made me the hardworking creative that I am today. And also helped me deal with constructive criticism because in pageants, you are literally entering a competition to get judged. And so you learn to take, you know, constructive criticism and not constructive criticism on the chin. And um, I, I really attribute all of those life skills to, to that part of my life. And I just took those and I took what my friends were saying and I started taking photos. My friend, the same one that told me to take my Instagram seriously, made me put on a cute outfit that day and made me stand in front of a bush in my backyard and was like, pose, go. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of where it started. And then it, we were very consistent about it. We took photos almost every day after class or in between classes. And about a month or two after being really consistent about it is when I got my first brand deal. And it was with Forever 21. Oh. And I'm still friends with those girls today too. Wow. You know what? This makes sense why you're like such a girl's girl and why you remind me of myself because you have supportive, positive people around you. And I will say it's such a blessing that's overlooked because like a lot of people don't have someone who will you know, say, let me take your picture and put you in front of the camera. Like people are jealous and people um, are insecure. And even if it's not yeah. malicious, they're like, well, her succeeding could take away from me. So like, I don't want to, you know, do that. So I think that that's actually such a, a great thing to hear that your friend, like put you in front of the camera. and was like, I want to see you win too. And I think it now it's like, okay, that makes sense. You're, you're a girl's girl. And I can see that. And that's, you know, you just have a good um, environment, like a good surroundings. Um, and out of curiosity, what were you doing? Like, what was your career? Like, I know you did pageants, but was that like your job or did you have a different job than you quit to do um, this? Yeah. So I, w when I started influencing, I wasn't even, I hadn't even graduated from college yet. Uh, okay. I was in my last semester of school, but I had recently just gotten done working a job in DC. I was working for a is so boring. I hate talking about it, but it was like a super PAC, which is a political action committee. Mm -hmm. And I was doing like data research and a lot of like back end stuff for PR basically for them. Um, but like preparing for the upcoming election. Gosh. So it just had a lot to do with data and looking at congressional districts and seeing voter behavior. That's and so yeah, it was like cool, but I, when I was out there, I learned that that's definitely not what I wanted to do with my life. My office was so sad. It barely had windows. <laughs> and I had to walk so far in heels every day. And I was <laughs> like, I can't do this. I understand. But you know what? Like, I do like to ask those questions and have that as part of your story, because a lot of girls are in that position right now and want to be in your position. So they're in the like, not sexy job and they're doing the data and the math and the things just to like you know have a job but they want to yeah. be in your shoes so I think that it you know it's nice to hear that like you didn't just post for a month and you're like now I'm a six-figure income earner on content creation like it doesn't just work yeah, that, yeah. that easily so good to as much as I like her I, I do love Alex Earl but this story is not an Alex Earl story no. you know like <laughs> we're not all 
beautiful blonde from Miami mm-hmm. with big tits. You know, I'm brunette and small tittied from LA. So the story is very different, but nevertheless, like still very grateful for it. I feel like there's a lot of hard work that goes into content creating that people often overlook. And it can be really hard juggling a full-time job and also trying to create content. But you know, if you just grind it out and if it's something that you really want, I really do think it's achievable for, for everyone. And I think there's so much space for all of us on, on doing what we do. I mean, it's not like limited billboard space outside in the real world, right? The internet is endless. And so I think if you want to do it, you, you should do it and you shouldn't let anybody hold you back from it. Yeah. I mean, this new age of technology is so abundant. Like this is not a saturated space. Whenever people try to say that, I'm just like, no, 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 that's, that's your own limiting belief because that Mm -hmm. is so not true. I mean, you've been creating content for years now. And I just saw that on TikTok, you just hit a million followers. So congratulations on that. I think it was on Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. It was on TikTok. Yeah. Instagram is Instagram is hard. Trust me. I mean, I've been doing creating on Instagram for eight years and I've been on TikTok for exactly one year and I have more TikTok followers on Instagram. So I'm like, what What the hell? What's going on here? Um, But yes, a million is insane. And that is huge. And that's after years. So somebody might go on your page right now and be like, oh, but she already has a million followers. Girl, (laughs) she wasn't born with a million followers. I know. I wish. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life, and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. 
I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. So going back to what you said about you've taken, you know, the pageant world has given you like a lot of criticism, both constructive and not exactly constructive. And I know that ever since being on Netflix, now you have like a whole new set of eyes and people are, are negative. I mean, is that something that was new to you? Uh, like with the Instagram, like, did you ever, with your content, did you ever really have negative messages? And how do you like handle, or do you even bother handling? Like, do you fight the urge to comment back at people? Oh yeah. I mean, when I first, when, when it, no, it hasn't always been a thing to answer that question. I have been on Instagram. I have never once gone on someone's post and like said something negative about them. I can't even imagine. I truly think that's a little embarrassing, <laughs> but to each their own. Um, but yeah, it was new for me. I, I was getting messages and I was like, sometimes you, you read it and you're like confused. You're like, huh? So those are easy to ignore. Cause you're like, you are probably incompetent anyways. Yeah. Um, there have been a couple instances when I was younger, you know, when I did my first Netflix show where I would, I would get mad at people in the comments and I would like comment back, but you're only fueling more fire with that. So it's just easier to not do that. Also people have taken my responses and like edited parts out and like added text in and like try to make it seem like I was saying something that I wasn't. So again, you're just giving them more to work with. So I wasn't always good at handling (laughs) criticism online because it's different handling that in person. Um, and sometimes you, you just, your emotions get the best of you. And then you're with your friends and people are rallying you up and you're like, yeah. And then, you know, you say something that you maybe won't mean in five minutes. Um, but you learn along the way, like to pick and choose your battles and the block button is my favorite button. A hundred percent. I'm like heavy on the block button. Mm -hmm. It is hard when, you know, so you know how social media is these days. Like once you, once you search something now, it constantly comes up. So ever since I searched you now, like I see all the videos like come up on like the TikTok and whatever. And it is hard to like see people trying to tell like your story or your narrative, like (laughs) as if that they were there. Right. So like that, I think that that's what like is mind blowing to me. Like when people are so matter of fact about something that they weren't even like present for. Um, So when it comes to that, like what's your mindset around like entertaining that like your negative energy? Like, do you like also block those people or do you ever feel like you want to explain yourself? Like what? I, I sometimes like to line with that stuff. 
Yeah. My favorite thing is to let people make themselves look stupid. So when I, in the beginning of everything, like with perfect match, I was just leaving those comments there. Cause I knew in my head they were not going to age well. Yeah. And so when I would go back to them later, it was more like of a satisfaction of, Oh, do you feel smart now? Yeah. You feel good now. And that's to me better than saying anything. Cause sometimes saying nothing is more powerful than saying something. Um, and then at the end of the day, I just think to myself, I'm like, have some decorum, you know, <laughs> why are you people in my comment section trying to bother me? Have some decorum. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I really try not to entertain it because at the end of the day, if people that I don't know are going to feel that strongly about something they don't know, then they never liked me to begin with. And they never wanted to like me. And nothing I say or do is probably going to get them to like me. And at the end of the day, do I really care if this stranger likes me? No, I didn't know that they existed before this. So (laughs) it doesn't matter. And I just, I try to remind myself of that. And I have never gotten someone coming up to me in the street saying something negative and I highly doubt I ever will. So until that happens, people can continue hiding behind their phones, saying whatever they need to say to make themselves feel better at night, but it really does not bother me. Yeah. Unbothered queen, confident queen. We love it. That's literally why you're here. And besides, (laughs) there's so much more positive. Like I don't really need to highlight like negative, but I ask because this is, I would say every time I do like a Q and A on Instagram or even like on this podcast, I have like a dear Victoria segment where I let people like send me a question. And a lot of people are always just like, how do you deal with negative comments? How do you deal with it? And I'm like, guys, I really don't deal with it. Like I just block yeah. everybody. Like yeah, actually, the best way to deal with it is don't. Yeah. There's like nothing to deal with. Like I have lunch to go make. I have shit to do. Um, but <laughs> it's funny how you mentioned um, something about like, they obviously didn't like you to begin with. Like when they say that it's funny when like, I'll get comments on TikTok and they're like, unfollowing you. I really liked you, but but I knew they're like, I knew there was something off here. And I'm like, okay, so you like, then I'm <laughs> like, what the announcement of your departure is literally yeah. necessary. And also like you saying, I used to like you, but like, I knew something was off. Like you, then you didn't like me. Like you just yeah. didn't. And you were exactly top time bomb. Like, um, yeah. but yeah, it's no, like, okay. So bye then. Yeah. A hundred percent. Goodbye. But I, I do, I, I'm, I'm a looker, I'm icy, and I'm like, no, there's so much more positive than negative. And I really think that from watching you on Perfect Match, because what I want to highlight now, like you, like there's really, like genuinely, there's really nothing bad people could say. I think that you carried yourself with so much grace and poise. And I think that it is safe to say that we witnessed you handling um, like a negative situation, just like with a lot of class and with a lot of confidence. And I mean, for me watching it, I just felt like you handled it as a viewer. I felt like you handled that situation perfectly. So for anyone who doesn't know, she'll get into this a little bit there. You know, she's on a show called Perfect Match where it's exactly what it sounds like a dating show where they're setting you up. And obviously there was one girl who was claiming a guy who was quite frankly, not her boyfriend and trying to also tell Sav she's not able to speak to him for whatever reason. So I'll have her explain it. But Savannah basically is like, like, and <laughs> like, I have this, I have, I'm entitled to the same opportunities that you're entitled to. We're all here to find a perfect match. So fuck all the way off basically. But she actually didn't say fuck off, which is what I probably would have done. So it makes her a better woman than me. <laughs> um, and so anyway, 
moral of the story is she was really, really classy in a conflict that could have gone a really different way if Sab was insecure or if she was like a hater or jealous, but she wasn't. So first, I want to know from your end, like, what like led to this like because obviously it's a show and we we don't like we miss a lot so to me I it was unclear why she was gunning for you like I didn't really understand that because I didn't actually see an altercation between you it just was like she did not like you for whatever reason which I'm sure we can understand what the reason was I'll let you explain that but paint that picture leading up to the conflict because honestly it seemed like you were really prepared for it. Like you were not caught off guard. It's almost like you knew that something was going to happen. Oh, wow. That's crazy that you feel that way. Cause I was literally caught off guard. Oh, really? I mean, oh, I was like, yeah, I was like totally I was like ready for this. Like you were so just like waiting for this moment. I felt, I think I was just trying to like, as a woman, when another woman sits me down and says like, I want to talk to you, I give her my undivided attention because from woman to woman, like I, I don't want beef with you, you know, like I'm not, especially on a dating show. That's not the type of energy that I'm not trying, that I'm trying to bring to the table um, or just in any competition, especially because of the instance that I was involved in prior to perfect match in the circle when I had a different woman try to attack me mm-hmm. and I had to, and I had to say something and I didn't feel like I handled that very well. I wanted to make sure that when this woman was approaching me for whatever reason that I handled it accordingly. Mm-hmm. So when she pulled me aside, you could hear it in my voice, like that I'm excited or not excited, but I'm like willing to talk to her. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Not really anticipating what was about to really happen. And wow. it really caught, caught me off of left guard too, because I, I thought we all knew like what the show was. Um, and I, like, when I really thought about it, we had all been there talking to everyone for the last couple of days. So I was genuinely confused why she was just attacking me. And that's how I knew, that's how I knew what it really was. Cause I'm like, girl, you are not attacking any of the other girls here like this. You are attacking me. Like, I am flattered. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, boo. I'll take it. And so I think what really set me off is when she sat down, sat down with me the first time. And when she just started, like, kind of yelling, like, attacking me, not yelling, but, and I was just calmly saying, well, are you guys boyfriend or girlfriend? And she was like, well, I think it's pretty obvious. Don't you think? And I asked her again, and then she says no. And so I'm like, okay, I don't really see what the issue is then. Like if you, I don't, I, I just like, I really didn't understand watching it back. I was way more sassy. Like I was just, I don't think I was sassy, but I was just very quick with it. And it was like, I didn't, I don't think that she was anticipating that I was good under like pressure like that, or that I was very good with confrontation and so when I was clapping back at her quickly and with like sense sensible answers she had no other option but to get up and walk away she couldn't really look at me and the body language tells me a lot in a conversation so I'm looking at her body language and I'm watching her recede back (laughs) and then she gets up and she leaves and I'm like in my head I'm like I was not done And then I hear her call me a bitch as she's walking away. Ooh, and that's what I was like, let me just load the clip really quick. I said, and I I waited until she got to the other couch because I wanted to see where she was going to go post up. 
And right when she sat down, I got my cute little ass up <laughs> in my green dress. I went, and yeah, I sat down next to her and I continued the conversation. I, I, I allowed her to hear my part, side of the conversation because I didn't really feel heard. And that's the real reason why I got up and I said something because I'm not going to let someone call me a bitch behind my back. If you're going to call me a bitch, at least say it to my face, which she didn't still, but you know, then I had the, con- I had, con- I just needed to have a conversation with her. That's all that it was. I needed her to know where I was coming from and I wasn't trying to argue with her. I just wanted to make sense of why she was mad at me. And when I realized how, how kind of like nasty some of the digs were, I was like, okay, I just need to be a little more sassy right now because I being too nice. Isn't really going to get me to where I need to go with this. Mm. Were you friends prior to this moment though? Oh, oh, so you weren't. Well, um, so I had met her on the show and I was nice to her right away. She even needed to borrow jewelry like the that day that morning and she went around and she was asking people for like jewelry and like a hairbrush and like shampoo and stuff and so I let her borrow some jewelry so I thought we were fine you know yeah. it's not like we were like best friends in the house um I'm gonna be honest with you she like kind of you know attached herself to carousel and was very chummy with carousel but um I just didn't really feel like she gave me like that same energy and I'm not going to be nasty towards someone, but if like, you're like, if you're not going to try to converse with me, I'm not going to like, I'm going to give you that same energy. I'm not going to try to, you know, be kissing your ass for what you have everybody else in this house. That's trying to suck your dick. I'm not going to be that person. I don't care. Who are you? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I was nice to her though. I obviously let her borrow my jewelry. I was kind. I said, hi, introduce myself, all that good stuff. So I didn't really like anticipate all the hate, but I mean, it's nothing I'm not used to. Yeah. I mean, shit, like, you know what, sometimes, so this actually reminds me of friends that I have had in the past or, you know, acquaintances that I have, whatever, who I, you know, I'm a very self-aware person. So I can tell when someone doesn't like me or, you know, uh, purposefully doesn't invite me, like doesn't really want me to be around. And, and what she what that person, you know, like reminds me of is like, she really likes the people who are obsessed with her. And like, I'm the type of person who I'll sit at the table solo, I'll march to the beat of my own drum. Like, I'm very like, okay, (laughs) like, like, I'm not afraid of being left out, you know? And so um, I notice that the clicks are usually formed when there's like, the the queen bee, like the one in charge. And like, they are so, so, so sweet to the people who are really obsessed with them. Mm -hmm. Um, But if that person who is obsessed with them, let's say carousel, for example, changed her mind at some point, then she wouldn't be that sweet anymore. It would be like, you also are, are, you know, on the chopping block. So it just reminds me of like a real life situation, which is why I think I was able to like connect with it because I'm just like this girl, I don't know if she really even values the girl carousel or if she just loves to have someone who's like loves her like loves to have someone who's obsessed with her and that's honestly, so smart <laughs> that's honestly no shade even to to the girl carousel but like for me oh. I just like can see it like and unfortunately sometimes people think because someone is nice to them that they actually value them and I don't really think that that was the case I think it's like I need my backpack like I need yeah. like my you know and so 
I mean, I wouldn't, I've witnessed this. I've lived this. I've seen it. I'm like, you know, of course she loves that girl because yeah. she loves her like, duh. Um, yeah. and it's just so silly, but anyway, like with you, um, yeah, like you just kind of were like doing your own thing. And I think because you're not a yes man yes. and because you stand up for yourself and because you also are like, I have, um, self-respect, like I'll sit on the couch by myself. Yeah. Um, you were never going to fit in. Like you were never going to like be like, no, and, I, and I felt that. Yeah. I, I mean, felt that like when I was in the house, me and Anne Sophie felt very much that way. So it, it's no like what because, you would have done at that point. You couldn't, they would, that was it. You were already out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I even said it. I'm not sure why they didn't put it in because it was so funny, but you know, when we first got there, they were like, so what do you think about everyone? What, what do you think about the options? And I said, you know, being in this house is a lot like dating in LA, a lot of hot women and no hot men. Why did they do that? I was like, guys, I'm sorry, but like, I can't, I can't. I was like, I'll try with Nick, you know, because I think Nick is sweet and he's like, cool. But these, some of these other options, I cannot, I, I will not pretend. I'm sorry. I'm not do this on every show on Netflix, every, even on Too Hot to Handle. I'm like, <laughs> The guys are literally not hot. Like, is this a Netflix thing? Like, what is that? Do you know why they do this? I don't know. I don't know. But they did ask me. They were like, would you go on to Out to Handle? And I was like, I would win to Out to Handle. All those guys are <laughs> ugly, too. What do you mean? <laughs> First of all, this is why they can't put my ass on to Out to Handle. Because I'm a girl's girl. You know, I will do research for the girls. Okay. If a guy is hitting on me, I'll be like, pull your pants down. Pull your pants down. I'll tell you if it's worth 20K go show me. And then I'll run back to the girls. Yeah. I'd be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, no, I've, I, I've actually thought that when I've watched it and yeah, I've right. been like, I would easily not spend a dollar because none of these guys are worth fucking like, let's just be for real. Like I, or, or not even fucking like just any, anything, like just I wouldn't anything, have but even fucking. Even fucking, like if I'm going to fuck you, I'm going to do it on my OnlyFans or something. Yeah, I'm going like, to make some money I, off of it. That coin. I don't want to be on a Netflix show. Oh my God. No, totally. Totally. Well, anyways, now, now we're rambling, but we're definitely on. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. Now let's, let's paint the picture. So you have the whole situation, you have the confrontation and you, you did articulate yourself without going below the belt, which is what most people do. Like they'll really try to kick someone where they're down or get them, uh, uh sorry, kick someone when they're down or hit them where it hurts. Um, mm -hmm. so what is going through your mind when you, when someone is like, I guess, manipulating you kind of, or like coming at you, like, how do you, do you really consciously think like before you speak basically, or because that's a big thing. Like it truly is that people don't in an argument, especially they really don't think before they speak, they just kind of say, or like, how do you hold it all together? I guess. Um, I really try to be present in the situation. So I'm not listening to rebuttal. I'm listening to really understand what they're saying so that it can give like, oh, a good articulated response. And I feel like because I was like that in that situation, um, I was able to do that. And I was even really surprised because we had all really been drinking throughout the night. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a lot of like a, a lot of alcohol for all of us to be like plastered though, because they like limit um the alcohol to like what's in the bottles. 
and with all those people, I mean, you, you really can't get like super drunk, but we were all, we had all been drinking. And so I couldn't really remember what I had said after, but watching it back, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely was able to like take a breath and just say exactly what was on my mind, ignore the insults, mm. because the reason why they're doing that is to not only distract from the real argument at hand, but also to deflect like the situation and deter the argument like another way. And I wanted to stay on topic because I I just was confused why I wasn't allowed to talk to the people. And <laughs> I just thought it was really dumb. And I wanted to highlight that because it just really showed her insecurity about me. I really didn't have to do anything other than exist for her to talk shit about me. And I guess part of me was kind of anticipating like some animosity from her only because so many people in the house the day before that were telling me, oh, what, like, what did you do to Francesca? She really doesn't like you. And I I would be like, what do you mean? Like, how come I just met her like yesterday? What do you mean? Why doesn't she really like me? We haven't even been here for 48 hours. Like, I don't know. She was talking a lot of shit about you. And this was like from everyone, people that weren't even in the house. So she was on Instagram or on her phone texting people in the show when she wasn't supposed to talking badly about me and trying to get like the rest of the cast against me, I guess which I didn't really understand. But once I had the argument with her, it really all clicked that, oh, she just doesn't like me because she's jealous of me. And I like even hate saying that. I And especially like when people are pitting like woman against woman, that's the last thing I like to say because more often than not, there's other layers to things. But I really didn't do anything to her. So when she asked me for my jewelry the day after, I let her borrow it, you know, because I wanted to extend the olive branch like I didn't do anything to you here's me just being nice to you and then when she argued with me after that I was like oh no this girl there's nothing I'm doing wrong she is just feeling some type of way so I just tried to keep it mature and tried not to stoop down to that level because I knew that I didn't feel any type of way about her so I'm not going to treat her like that because you don't you can't compete where you don't compare and we don't compare so stop trying to compete with me yeah oh I I like that. Also, this is such a minor question, but <laughs> I'm so curious. Did she take the jewelry? Did she wear it? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she did. <laughs> That's why I'm like, okay. I know that you were saying that you offered it, but I didn't know if she actually wore it. Oh, she and took now, it. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, wait. So like you offered it, but you didn't have the problem with her. She had the problem with you and she accepted She asked. She asked. She was going around everyone's rooms and she was asking, oh, can I borrow some jewelry? Can I borrow some jewelry? Got it. And I, I overpacked. So of course I had endless amounts of jewelry. So yeah, I was, you like know. Consecrator. Hello. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, jewelry here, jewelry there. And so she, she asked. And so I brought out all my jewelry and she was like, okay, I'm going to borrow this one. I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. Let her borrow it. It was fine. I honestly, I still, even today, I don't really even have like a real personal problem with her other than the fact that she keeps lying about me on interviews and you know people her fans of course who are obsessed with her will say oh you're so obsessed with her you know you're, you're still talking about her on interviews and stuff one I'm being asked yeah two she's the one that keeps talking about me I just keep having to defend myself yeah on in one interview she said that she didn't know me before the show but then on the next interview she's tried to explain that I had a boyfriend during the show and that's why I got kicked off which one was 
was it? Did you not know me or did you, did you know my, know me enough to know my love life? (laughs) I don't, I don't also, I, I never had a boyfriend. I still didn't have a boyfriend. I, I apparently I have one, but I'm still looking for him. So <laughs> you're like, I would love for this to be true. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> I would literally love for that rumor to be true. Honestly, me um, too. <laughs> can he be rich too? Can, yeah. can you also yeah, make up also, that like, Tell me a little bit more about my boyfriend, please. <laughs> no, um, literally. I, oh, you know what this reminds me of? You know, when they say like, um, no one gets more mad at you than a guy that um, did exactly what you accused him of doing. You know, but it's like, you know what I'm, what I'm saying? Yes. I might have butchered that, but they're like, no one gets more mad at you than a, a man who like gets mad at you for like whatever. And that's yeah. like this, like you're just ex- like, you're just like defending yourself. You just know like that's not true or whatever the case is. And like, then they're mad that like you're like, don't try to isolate me. Like, I, I can't be gaslit right now. Like, I'm, yeah, no, I'm it's, I can't, I can't win. It's like, whatever. Anyway, arrest me. You know what, though? Like, sometimes people just have um, an like a blind audience kind of where they're just like, for some reason, like, it doesn't really matter what they do. They're just going to be obsessed with that person. Right. And they really just can't do any wrong in their eyes. And like, those are the people that you're not even trying to win over anyway. There's like the loyal fandoms that some people just have. And, you know, it is what it is. But I will say that, like, I do find this whole situation, I find the argument to have been coming from a really manipulative, manipulative place. I find this aftermath with like the things online coming from a really manipulative, manipulative place. Why am I stuttering on that word? And, you know, I think that a lot of people can really use kind of like advice for friendships or relationships where someone is trying to like lie on their name or manipulate them into like thinking a totally different reality and like they make it like the goal is this but really you're ultimately just trying to you know shut me down and hurt my feelings so like what kind of advice I guess would you give to someone on how you have learned to navigate like out of situations like that well the first thing is to reframe your thinking I feel like I try not to take a lot of things personally, even if they are personal. I try to take that aspect out because I feel like when I think things are personal, I start thinking like with emotion and I lose all logical sense. So if you are in a situation where someone is trying to manipulate you or gaslight you, it may not be because they're trying to put you down. It may just be because they are trying to build themselves up and they will do absolutely anything and anything everything to get there, hurt anyone, say anything to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is human nature. Unfortunately, like there's a lot of people like that, that will say or do anything for, because they see it advantageous for themselves and themselves only. I think the most important thing is to listen to your gut and if other people are going to be selfish, there's no sense in you not being a little selfish. Mm-hmm. You may not need to go to the extremes that those people will hurt people and say things, say false things about people, but you could not allow those people to do those things to you and not allow yourself to be a put pushover or walked over or any of that stuff. Yeah. So I think just listening to your gut and allowing yourself to, to, 
speak up for yourself. I didn't know that that was such a hard thing for people until I did this show. And after everything, you know, came into fruition, so many people reached out to me and women and they were like, oh my God, like I aspire to, to stand up for myself the way you stand up for yourself. And to that, I say, there's no one in this world that is going to stand up for you the way you stand up for you. And I love myself so much, probably more than anyone could ever love me. And I will, I will always have my back. And if I believe in what I'm saying and I know that I'm right, I still have conversations with people and I have an open mind and I try to be understanding. But even after all of that, if I still believe my side more, I will go to bat for myself. I won't lie on people's name. I won't go on podcasts and say that they're in relationships when they're really not. I only tell the truth about that. But, <laughs> you know, I I need to do what's best for me at all times. And I think just growing up, like, with a single mom, she really taught me that. You know, my mom is so strong. And she was always her biggest cheerleader. She was always our biggest cheerleader. And, like, I love her so much for that. She... There's like one story where um, have like surrounding yourself with people that support you, like your family and friends is so important in this sense, too, because you're able to tell them the situation. And if you have real friends, they're going to be honest with you. Then my friends will are so honest with me. They will tell me, no, you were wrong for that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you shouldn't have said this or I'm really proud of you for saying that. And they're very honest with me. And so they're able to kind of bring me down to like a being level-headed and seeing situations for what they are and not just like for what I want them to be. I am. I love that. I, you know what like word really just like stood out to me a lot while you were saying that was just simply boundaries. I mean, you have boundaries with people and how you said like, about being like selfish and things like that. I always say selfishness is self-care. It's a boundary. I mean, Mm. realistically, when people are like, oh, you're selfish or you put yourself for, you don't put anybody else first. Like, yeah, of course. Like that's (laughs) literally the point of my life. Yeah. (laughs) Like Like, I thought I was born for me. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so sorry that you thought I was supposed to put your needs before mine. Like (laughs) also like how, like, don't get me wrong. There are obviously people that are important to me in my life. But I'm like, how important do you think you are to yeah, me? That you like, would be more important than me. <laughs> it's, it's giving narcissism. Yeah, oh my God. No, seriously. Seriously. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Um, but wow. So I think that that was all really, you know, really valuable. And I think that so many, especially how you said girls have been messaging you. I think this will be really good for them to hear like you in detail, yeah. um, really sharing that perspective because for, for women like us, you know, it might come very naturally and very simple. Um, but there really are so many people out there who would have totally crumbled in your shoes. And I think that you're like, Right now, you're their like shining star. Like you're their inspo. Like they're probably rewatching that scene, taking <laughs> notes. Like, how do I need to do this? There um, was a video that these girls sent me. <laughs> three of them. It was so funny. The one of them was filming, and there the two two of the girls were standing, and they were so close to the TV, and they were like this. And one of the girls was like, oh, the way I would have reached over and grabbed Francesca's hair. <laughs> and they started like fighting with each other. Oh my God, it was so funny. I obviously wouldn't have done that. But in my head, you know, during it, you're like, there's so many things that you want to do. So yeah. many things that you want to say. And I would be lying if I said that, you know, in a, 
a more immature version of me was definitely thinking of all those options. Yeah, like hit her where it hurts, physically, mentally, wherever. Is there anything that you that you wish that you would have said, or you wish that you would have done, or are you like, I'm so happy with how I handled this whole situation? I'm, I am really happy with like how I handled myself. I don't even want to make like the situation about her. I think even just the argument in itself, it could have been with anyone the same topic and I still would have been very happy with how I did um so just all things aside all all of her aside I'm very happy with how I handled it I'm happy with how I talked to her my family was really happy with it my aunts watched it and they were like oh you did so well we love you like such a good representation of Filipinos and (laughs) and I think overall I'm just very happy being the only Latin person and the only Asian person on the show was also very obvious to me. Um, And I knew in a lot of ways that there were going to be people that looked at me, that people that looked at me and that were watching me and, you know, hoping that I was going to, you know, put my best foot forward. And I'm just really happy to have been a representative for anyone. Um, And I, I am very happy to have been on the show. I am happy for when I left too. Because I don't know if I could have made it the rest of the time in the show with all of that going on. But, you know, unfortunately, other people had to deal with their their bullying on there. And unfortunately, it couldn't be there for them. But, you know, it is what it is. And I don't want to say that's TV because I don't think that has to be TV. But that was perfect match. Yeah. No, I mean, to me, it was blatantly obvious. You know what I will say? I just I do want to just say this because I would actually love to say this to you because I was thinking it and it wasn't even part of the questions, but it was something that you just reminded me when you said the bullying. Um, What really, really bothered me was when she was like, me and my friends are going to be in the house and like you're going to be uncomfortable, something along the lines of like, you're going to be alone and me and my friend, something like that, like me and my friends are going to be here and you're not going to want to be here, like you're not going to want to be around us, basically. And Mm -hmm. that was like is that supposed to be a threat or like what, 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 what is the goal of that? Like, this sounds like we're, I mean, I probably have had a fight like that in kindergarten being like, you can't hang out with us. Like you can't, you know, like yeah. I really don't think over the age of maybe seven, if I'm pushing it, that I would have <laughs> said that, you know, like I just, it, it sounded, you know what, because I'm a good reader of people and I'm a good judge of people. I feel like it almost, she might've got secondhand embarrassment from saying that. I feel like it just kind of came out. And was like, let me just look like you're like, you were aggravating her. So I feel like she just wanted to say like anything. I was patronizing her a little. Yeah. Like, but I honestly, like I do, I actually feel like that might've been one of the last things she said before she stood up and walked out. Um, I sound like I fucking memorized the scene. Yeah, I, I watched it. Well, I, I truly did watch it once, but I remember everything. It was I good. No, honestly, you, you and everyone else, they could say it like word <laughs> for word back. I'm like, oh, damn, yeah. I'm on, queen. I, I, yeah, I, I could like almost picture her like saying that and then like getting up and walking away. And I almost feel like that's why she might have said the bitch thing because she got secondhand embarrassment and got a little like, why the fuck did I just say that? <laughs> So she just like, bitch, like she just like had to keep going and like making matters worse because it just like was like, you know, when you're like, 
you you know when you're drunk when you're out and you, you you know you're like being annoying or weird and you can't stop yourself and you're like why am I doing this right now and I can't yes. stop I almost feel like that I'm like crying from laughing yeah. I almost feel like she was in a place where she just couldn't stop her though maybe <laughs> she just had to keep going because I literally have had those moments where I'm like I'm so aware of how annoying I'm being right now but I literally can't stop and that's what I felt like was happening she couldn't stop herself I literally was like whoa stop please stop you're like literally it's so embarrassing I I just remember thinking in that moment like this is what I mean by there's so many thoughts running through your head I remember thinking in that moment as she's as she says that I thought to myself what the fuck do I care about what you and your one friend think? <laughs> yeah, like, That's what I thought to myself, but I, I obviously wasn't going to say that, but that in my head, I was like, okay, like, what the fuck do I give a fuck about what you and Carousel like, think? And like, the, the one friend that you have in this house? Okay. And then I was just like, I, I'm going to talk to whoever I want to. Like at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. And that's all I was there to say. So it's like, if she wanted to say that to me and like, you know, me and my friends like okay girl like I'm gonna talk to whoever I want to I I truly was able to picture myself like at recess like in yeah like like, middle school just like saying something like I was picturing myself on the playground like being a little asshole and like I'm just like what is she doing like I was I was picturing like a little snackables in my hand you know (laughs) I was like no (laughs) yeah like no let me hang out with you and your friends like no okay thanks I'm like, okay. Yeah. That, that was crazy to me. I haven't been talked to like that probably since maybe like my freshman year of high school or like my last year of junior high. Yeah. I don't argue with women like that in my life ever. I don't argue like that with people in my life, to be honest with you. I don't really argue with, with people often at all. It seems to really only happen when I'm on TV, but I feel like I'm a pretty, like, I'm a pretty laid back person. In fact, People could say say things to me to be like, okay, but um, on TV, I feel like it's different, especially when you have someone like attacking you because I don't want to look like, like a pussy, you know, I don't want to look like I can't stand up for myself. And so I think when there are cameras around and when you're in that moment and you're given those options to either let someone walk all over you or defend yourself, I will always take defending myself Mm -hmm. because I don't, I don't want to make it look like I'm, you know, not able or prepared to defend myself because yeah. I am yeah no 100% but you know what it all, it all goes back to the confidence like confidence speaks for itself confidence is quiet I always say insecurity is loud as hell and confidence is really quiet like you don't have yeah. to have the loudest bar like you just you don't even have to have the last yeah. word sometimes yeah. sitting in silence and just with grace is like all you have to do to just shut someone down and like embarrass them and yeah I, I could see you were getting under her skin it was just funny because she was saying more you were saying yeah. less, but you were not like phased and it was that's that's literally why I had to message you, Thank um, you. <laughs> before we wrap this up is there anything that's been left unsaid um whether it be about the drama or about yourself or, or anything you want to clear up or anything that you just would want your listeners my listeners viewers to know I think with this experience a lot of negativity that I'm getting which is so minuscule compared to the massive amounts of positivity that I've received. But a lot of negativity says, you know, something about me and trying to put down the fact that I am a strong woman 
just because you are confident and you're willing to stand up for yourself does not make you a bitch. It does not make you a mean girl. It does not make you not a girl's girl. If anything, it makes you quite the opposite. And I think anybody who thinks on the opposing is setting all women back decades. And it's important for you to find your voice and to stand up for yourself in every sense of the word, whether it's at school, at your job, to your family, to your friends, to your haters, whatever, you are your, are your biggest fan. And no one's going to stand up for you the way you are going to stand up for you. So embrace that. Embrace your femininity. Embrace being a woman, a strong woman. And don't let anybody call you a bitch because of it. And if they call you a bitch, well, fuck, bitches get shit done. So <laughs> anyway, anyway, what else you got for me, you know? Yeah. No, I love that. That is the absolute perfect note to end it on. So where can everybody connect with you? And is there anything coming up that they should stay tuned for? or just fill us in well no dating shows anymore I don't think I'm a little traumatized you guys yeah. but you can always find me online all my socials are at Sav Palacio my birthday is this week actually and I'm going to Japan so follow me for all my Japan content travel content I was once so broke still am so I'm always trying to show you guys you know fun ways to you know travel and eat and you know style yourself and not always have to break the bank because of it so if you're interested follow me if you're not that's totally fine love you more because of it (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing thank you so much thank you Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 